Hello and welcome to our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I am your host, Father Patrick Wainwright. As we're in the month of St. Joseph, and actually very close to his feast day, March 19th, I thought I'd share with you one of the most important events of his life. We read in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to send her away quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus. So there are many striking things in this gospel passage, but the one I'd like to highlight today is the fact that the knowledge of God's plan over the child to be born, about the Virgin Mary, and about himself, made St. Joseph change the course of his life entirely. So the angel shared with St. Joseph a knowledge that made him change his life completely. Considering that the Virgin Mary was found to be pregnant, St. Joseph, who was a just and holy man, was considering departing from the Virgin Mary quietly. Had he continued through that path, his life would have been the life of a good, hard-working carpenter. However, however, the knowledge on the one side of the fact that the child in the womb of the Virgin Mary was fruit of the Holy Spirit, and the knowledge that he, St. Joseph, was called to be the child's father and protector here on earth, opened up a whole different dimension to his life. That is how he became the chaste custodian of the Virgin Mother of God and father on earth of the Messiah, who was the incarnate word, Jesus Christ. So, we see how the knowledge of certain things, and in this case the plan of God over the life of St. Joseph, the Virgin Mary, and about Jesus Christ, made a complete change in the life of Joseph. In a similar way, the, cha- the knowledge of certain things in our life will make a huge difference and may inspire a great change, of course, in our existence. And one of those things that is crucial in our life is the knowledge of our purpose in life. In fact, many people live in this world without knowing what they live for. Or maybe they know what they want to live for, but that thing is not the proper God-given goal in life. There's a great example in the life of St. Philip Neri. 
St. Philip was called the Apostle of Rome, and he lived between 1551 and 1595, that is the 16th century, or the second half of the 16th century. His way of doing apostolate in Rome involved making acquaintances on the street corners and public squares. Once he would establish a certain rapport with a certain individual, he started asking questions and having a conversation, giving suggestions, and gradually won them over to a better way of life. In one case, a young student came to ask him for a favor, and St. Philip fulfilled that request, but then asked him, So what do you want to achieve with your studies? I want to be a lawyer, answered the young man. And what do you plan to do with that? asked the saint. Well, I will defend cases and then earn, earn much money. And then what? asked the saint. I will be able to retire and have a peaceful old age. And then the saint asked, and what after that? The young man became more serious and said, after that I will die. And what after that? asked again the saint. At this, the young man did not answer, but understood what the saint meant. That at the end of our lives, there is an eternal life, and we have to ensure our salvation. Most of us, I think, at some point of our lives, ask ourselves the most fundamental questions about our existence. Why are we here in this world? What is our purpose in life? Why do we experience a certain kind of dissatisfaction when we think about this life on earth as the only thing there is? Isn't there something else after death? Why do we always have this feeling of wanting to know more, wanting to love more, even when we have people whom we love and there's a lot of things that we know? It seems in some way that we always want more. We want to love more. We want to express greater love. So while I, I don't plan to give a complete answer to all this today, we do know that the Church teaches us that we have been created by God. God who is infinite, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the eternal, the perfect and only necessary being. And He has created us. He has willed to make us out of nothing. Now, God, who is perfectly rational, never does random things, but always has a purpose in everything we, He does. Just as we, when we do things intentionally, we have a purpose. God, too, has a purpose in everything He does. And the same thing applies to the creation of the human race. When God created man, he had a purpose in mind. He had a goal for us. He made us for a reason. And that final goal, that final reason for which he made us, was to know him, to love him with perfection, and to serve him in this life. And this is what St. Augustine concluded after a long life of research. St. Augustine, who uh, lived many centuries ago, and who had a life of dissipation, but also of, of searching, 
soul searching and also searching God. He was always searching for the truth. He had been uh, catechized when he was very little, but then uh, drifted away from the faith. He drifted uh, through many different philosophies and uh, certain religions also. And then finally found the truth of God, of Jesus Christ, and of the Catholic Church. So he wrote all that in his confessions with many other philosophical uh, thoughts and reflections. And at one point he writes, You are great, O Lord, and you are greatly to be praised. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And this can be found in his confessions, chapter 1, book 1. Now, the catechism, the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, in its number one, also responds to that question. What is the plan of God for man? God infinitely, so this is, I'm reading directly from the book of the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number one. God, infinitely perfect and blessed in himself, in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. In the fullness of time, God the Father sent his Son as the Redeemer and Savior of mankind, fallen into sin, thus calling all men into his church, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, making them adopted children and heirs of his eternal happiness. So here, that is in, from, from, the catech- from the compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And in one simple paragraph, um, the Church summarizes all the truth about the purpose of man and the creation and redemption of man. So that means that the perfection of our being, the fulfillment of all our desires, and therefore our complete and ultimate happiness, will be in contemplating and loving God with perfection. To the extent that we can here in this life, and then for all eternity in heaven. However, reaching heaven is not something that we could achieve by we could achieve by going somewhere, following some physical path, some GPS or some directions. On the contrary, heaven is obtained by living in a specific way, by imitating Jesus Christ by being similar to God, by being holy. And this is why it is so important to know what God has revealed through Jesus Christ to his apostles and to their successors. It is so important to know as best as we can what the Catholic Church has received from the apostles and has transmitted throughout all its history. And this we find in the sacred scriptures, and on the apostolic tradition and sacred tradition. So all this is what the church has taught and what we should try to learn to the extent that we can here in this life. So the importance of knowing the truths revealed by Jesus Christ is crucial and will make a huge difference in your life. It will make your life have a complete and profound meaning. The desire to know God and love God and serve Him in this life And that really changes the lives of people. And this can see by an example that I'm going to share with you briefly now. And 
hopefully in, a, in an upcoming episode, we, I will have a guest speaking about the life of this man, who, is call, who was called Jacques Fesch. The importance of knowing the truths revealed by Jesus Christ became most evident in the life of this man, Jacques Fesch, who lived between 1930 and 1957. And he was a murderer, who spent three years and eight months in solitary confinement and eventually was executed for the crime that he had uh, committed. He experienced a profound conversion before his execution by guillotine in a French prison. Briefly, the life of this man was that he was raised as a Catholic But his parents, well, were uh, one of them was an atheist, his father, and his mother was Catholic, but they separated eventually, and he was not cared for too much. He was just raised as Catholic, but he abandoned his faith at the age of 17. He later began to live a worldly life, and in order to go around the world, this was his goal in life, he wanted to go around the world in a sailboat, but he didn't have the money, so he decided to rob a money changer. And while he was doing that with some uh, friends, they were discovered, and in the police persecution that ensued, he shot a policeman. He was then captured, tried, and sentenced to death. Now, once in prison, at first he ridiculed the Catholic faith, especially the Catholic faith of his lawyer, who, while representing him, um, he also wanted to make him believe the Catholic faith and maybe convert. And this man, after a year underwent a conversion, Jacques Fesch. Not only that, not only did he convert to the faith, to the faith he had had when he was little, but he began, moreover, to grow spiritually. Moreover, he started to have certain mystical experiences with a passionate devotion to the Virgin Mary and a special affection for St. Therese of Lisieux. So he reconciled with his wife and his daughter, And he eventually embraced his sufferings and his death as the will of God for him. So much so that before dying, his last entry in his diary that it was published eventually, his last entry was, in five hours, I will see Jesus. The Archbishop of Paris, in 1993, introduced the cause for his beatification. So there is no question that knowing about your faith more in depth will definitely make a big impact in your life, as it did in the life of this man, Jacques Fesch, who actually now is being considered for the cause of beatification in the Catholic Church. So, that is all for today. Thank you for staying with me to the end. Please make sure you check our website, www.forcollegecatholics.org. And tell me what you think about this episode and if you have any other questions that you would like me to answer here in one of the episodes. You can email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. And remember to subscribe to Apple or Google or Spotify to receive all the future episodes. And if you liked this episode, please remember to share it with your friends and tell them so that they may also know about it and uh, know more about the faith. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. May God bless your day.